Hi, this is Pastor Brittany Isaac from Urban Village Church, Chicago. We are a church that is bold, inclusive, and relevant. I know that many of you out there are hungry for a gospel message of healing and wholeness, a message that leads to a life transformed by Christ. I hope that this podcast does just that. And if it does, would you please consider making a financial gift that will support this gospel-inclusive ministry? You can do that by going to urbanvillagechurch.org forward slash give. Thanks so much and have a blessed day. But actually, I, we have a special treat today. Uh, we are in between sermon series. Last week, we finished up a sermon series on uh, friendship and overcoming loneliness together. And next week, we're going to be starting on a sermon series called Let's Get In, with a little slash formation, hear the nod to Beyonce, um, Building a Church Without, Let's Build a Church Without Walls Together, or something like that. You know I always mess up the titles. Um, and I wanted this Sunday to bridge those two sermon series together. We're about to do some really hard work as a community of faith, some holy and faithful work, but anytime we talk about anti-racism work, uh, talking about overcoming oppression, it is hard and holy work. And so I want to begin that work from a place of strength. We're going to be talking about community together, what it means to be the body of Christ, what it means to be all together in this messy work of faith, right? So uh, many of you know that I am a huge fan of Archbishop Desmond Tutu. And uh, one of his books, it's called No Future Without Forgiveness. The first time I was reading it many years ago, I came across this term that I have never heard. It was called Ubuntu. Ubuntu, does anybody know this term? I'm going to give you a little snippet from his uh, his book so you can hear a definition. And while you will not hear this phrase um, in the testimonies that are about to begin, I want you to think about that um, in today's service and I want you to think about it and reflect on it as we begin this hard and holy and joyful work of anti-racism conversation in the weeks ahead. Uh, So this is what Tutu says. Ubuntu is very difficult to render in a Western language. It speaks of the very essence of being human. When we want to give high praise to someone, we say, you Ubuntu, which means, hey, so-and-so has Ubuntu. Then you are being generous, you are hospitable, you are friendly and caring and compassionate. You share what you have. It is to say, my humanity is inextricably bound up in yours. We belong in a bundle of life together. That's Ubuntu. Another uh, person, I think I have a quote for this, uh, South, uh, no, not South Africa, Liberian peace activist, Lame Gwabi says, Ubuntu is, I am what I am because of who we all are, right? This is the body of Christ. This is what it means to be bound up together. I think sometimes in our individual society, we forget about that, right? And so today, I invite you to hear these three reflections on community um, and reflect on what, where you find yourself in this community. And um, yeah, so let's welcome David with uh, a round of applause. Good morning. 
I saw the sun rising over the lake. It was the first day of spring. As I held Mark's hand against my face, his mother gently leaned over him and said, baby, we love you. It's okay. You can let go now. With that, Mark took his last breath, and I had lost my partner. I was alone. I went back to an empty apartment. Worse, I went back to an empty heart. People tried to reach out, but my friends weren't really able to handle someone dying, let alone somebody who lived through losing somebody. As I cried myself to sleep that night and many, many more nights after, I realized I didn't have anyone to share with or to, to depend on. I was alone, no connections, nor no community. Since finding Urban Village Church, I've wondered what would it have been like to have a community like Urban Village Church back then when I was going through that, a place that was safe, a place that I could speak and be heard, a place that I could cry and be held, a place to experience love in the midst, even in the midst of heartbreak to share life together, a place to connect with others, a place to love and be loved. However, I didn't have that. I did eventually move on with my life, began to develop other friendships, but never connected to a community. I was desperately needing to find my tribe, my people. Jesus said, and I'm paraphrasing quite a bit here, but he said, to love God and to love others. I've experienced that here with you. Here we share life together. That loving kindness connects us. I may not fully know who you are, and you may not fully know who I am, but on some way, some level, we are connected. I sometimes, oh, sorry. Your life reflects my life, and my life reflects your life. I sometimes wonder if my life experience directs, directly connects me to our human, humanity. That my hue, my minute color in the rainbow of humanity is essential to completing all the colors of the rainbow. I am part of the whole community, connected. My color is dependent on the colors around me. I, we, live in a spectrum as the colors blend from one to another. We find ourselves interconnected. But I don't think that we're only connected on Sunday mornings in these walls. But through relationship, through work, through experiences, we are connected 
outside of Urban Village Church, even connected in some mystical way to the person who just pushed you through the line, to the person sitting next to you on the subway, or the guy who just pulled out in front of you, or even maybe the person who's asking for money. We are interconnected with all of humanity. The last few Sundays, we've been talking about community together. Beginning next Sunday, we'll begin a new series, Church Without Walls. That has me wondering if our connectedness can be intentional, especially when thinking of folks out there who, or who may be different than us. I wonder sometimes if we need to choose to honor that connection. I wonder if as much as I was needing a community to share life with back when Mark was passing, that there are folks out there who need a place to share life with. That through kindness, love, justice, and honoring God working in others' lives, that somehow we help, we help to fulfill God's dream for all people. Community is lovely, needed, and holy. And I thank you for I thank you for being that for me. I hope that I am that for you and that we can be that for the world. Thank you. Hi, my name's, my name's Enoch. I'm going to share a little bit about uh, my experience with community. Okay. So growing up, I never felt like, uh, hey, what's up? Sorry, I, I just saw a friend. Uh, I mean, you guys are all my friends, but I was, uh, all right. Anyway, starting over. <laughs> uh, growing up, I really, I never felt like I quite fit in anywhere. I always felt different and felt like I had to fit into someone else's mold. Uh, it was really tiring putting energy into having these masks, masks on and not feeling like I was being genuinely me. In middle school, I felt like I had to be a skater, um, be into Star Wars, um, basketball, even being into Jesus. And so I was just a part of all these cliques. I was a chameleon. Didn't really know where I fit in. And in college and after college, I felt like I had to be into indie folk music, uh, be artistic, like PBR, um, like, I don't like PBR, like Garden State, and uh, understand Arrested Development. I don't get that show. <laughs> I never had a sense of I am myself and, and like... I liked this thing because I personally liked it. Um, actually, the only time I felt like that was when I was leading worship in high school. I just, it was like a personal time with me and God, and I, it's when I felt connected in, in my own. Uh, but I stopped going to church and struggled with my beliefs after college, and it was, whew, that was a journey. In 2010, I joined a small group this was before I even knew about UVC. And I really thank God for this small group because 
I really needed a safe place to figure my life out, to figure who I was, who I wanted to be, you know, stuff like that. And a few months later, I actually quit because I felt like I had to be something that I wasn't. I felt like I had to live up to certain expectations. I felt like I had to laugh at someone's joke or make a certain amount of money or be in a certain kind of relationship. Um, I felt gross inside and I didn't like myself. So this was actually my overall experience of life at that time. And after a few months of really deep depression, I returned to the group and had a time for me to really share what was going on with myself inside. And it was like therapy where I shared everything without holding back. Definitely took a lot of courage for me to do that. And through that conversation, I realized that I was living to impress and look good to the group and had a mask on for, the, for most of the time. I wasn't sharing my whole truth. I learned that no one was really telling me how to live. No one was really telling me um, to live as they were living. Um, I made that meaning in my own head. They were only there, these friends were only there to support me and who I was called to be. I, I definitely didn't know who I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And by wanted to be, I mean not like be an architect or a construction worker or a banker or like by being like being love loving or being genuine or you know that sort of being so this was a space for me to figure out who my core was by being bold and courageous with my being my wants and my beliefs whether that meant being quirky funny angry or depressed it was a space of full self-expression I found my freedom in my, my being. I found freedom in my sexual identity and expression thanks to these friends. I had a lot of shame around my sexuality um, before then. I took the bold step on quitting all my non-musical jobs to just do things that revolve around music, which I was passionate about. And I was able to find a sense of groundedness in who I am as a person. I feel like my whole life until I was about 27, 28, were the dark ages of my life. And thanks to this small community, I was able to set, I was, I was able to be set free by living my truth, being who I am deep in my soul. And I'm still continually growing and being set free, being saved, and all this not in my own time of meditation in solitude, but actually through community, um, by sharing life with someone. By sharing life with someone, I believe that it thrusts us into a place of living authentically and with more joy and happiness because it makes us do some work on ourselves. It's hard, but the reward of freedom, uh, reward of this work is great. And when I experience the freedom in sharing the truth, I offer others the same freedom as well. Um, just last week, Sam's not here, but I, I gave Sam a call um, actually, I didn't feel like giving him a call, but I, we were talking, and, you know, he's going through some stuff, so I just put on my calendar, call him, and so I just, you know what, it's on my calendar, let's call him, and by actually taking that action, I was able to share my own struggles of relationships, of uh, money, of just everything going on in my life, and I also experienced that I'm okay. And I got to hear what was really going on in Sam's life. We 
we experienced each other's humanity and together we belong in a bundle of life. Um, and talking about community, what is community? There's that verse, when two or more are gathered, um, I am here, God is here. And I just think it's in those conversations, it just takes two people. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Good morning. When we came to Chicago almost eight years ago, we knew of Christian and Trey, the founding pastors of UVC, and the conception of a new church plant called Urban Village Church. We attended a few times in the early years downtown at Spurtis Center. Uh, maybe some of you started with UVC there also. The first time we attended, we were met by Margaret Westbrook, smiling and welcoming us at the door to the auditorium. I thought then that UVC was supposed to be for 20, 30-somethings. And the surprise was that here was someone closer to my own age. After church, she sought us out in the coffee room and invited